Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story. And this story is titled, The Unexpected Truth About My Boyfriend. Hello. This has been sitting on my mind all day and didn't know who to turn to, but I feel like I need to get it off my chest. Last night, my boyfriend, 28 male, and I, 30 female, went out for a dinner at a local restaurant. We've been together for almost two years now, and I thought I knew him pretty well, and now I'm not so sure. As we were scanning the menu, he casually mentioned that he saw someone from his old high school. He pointed out a guy, probably in his late 20s, sitting alone at a table near the window. My boyfriend leaned in closer to me and said with a smirk, we used to call him Weirdo Willie back in the day. This isn't the actual nickname they gave him, but didn't want to use the real name for whatever reason. At first, I didn't think much of it. I mean, high school is a weird time for everyone, and we all have embarrassing stories or nicknames, right? But then, my boyfriend started laughing. Not just an awkward chuckle, but a full-blown, mean-spirited laugh. It was then I realized that there was something darker behind that nickname, and the way he looked in that moment, I just felt like I was looking at someone else. So I asked him why they called him Weirdo Willie. He laughed even harder before explaining this guy was always the odd one out in school. He was into strange hobbies, had a peculiar way of dressing and never quite fit in with the rest of the crowd. I asked him to be honest with me and tell me what they used to do to this guy. Basically, my boyfriend and his friends used to make fun of him whenever he would pass them, belittling him and making him feel even more like an outsider. I know I asked for honesty, but I just wasn't expecting to hear that. My heart sank as I listened to him recount the ways they tormented this poor guy. I couldn't help but glance over at this guy who was quietly enjoying his meal, completely unaware of my boyfriend who was laughing about the past. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. My boyfriend had always seemed like such a kind and empathetic person, but here he was, laughing at someone he used to bully. I started to feel nauseous and I just couldn't eat the food that was in front of me. I couldn't stay silent. I told my boyfriend that what he did was cruel and unnecessary. I reminded him that everyone has their quirks and that no one deserves to be ridiculed for being different. I expected him to be embarrassed and apologetic, but instead he just brushed it off saying, come on babe, it was just a joke, we were kids. I couldn't stand it anymore. I told him that I needed some fresh air and went outside couldn't believe that the man I had fallen in love with had been a bully. As I stood there, not sure if I was in the wrong or not, I realized that I couldn't just let this go. If he couldn't understand why his actions were wrong and show remorse, how could I trust him with my own vulnerabilities? This is where I possibly overreacted. I went back inside and told him I couldn't be with someone who thought it was okay to treat others so poorly. I grabbed my coat and left the restaurant. I wasn't overly dramatic or anything or cause a scene, but it's been a rough 24 hours. 
I feel I made the right choice, but I can already feel that people around me will think that I did in fact overreact. I just feel that I won't be able to look at him the same way. All I can picture is that poor guy. I'm hoping that my boyfriend will reflect on this, but I'm unsure. Sorry for ranting, but my mind is all over the place. And we do have some comments where I get some additional information and things like that, but we've covered many stories in the past regarding bullies and usually from the person who's been bullied. It's very rarely where we get it from like the bully's point of view. And in many of these stories, we hear about people changing, can they change? People agree and disagree with these situations. And I personally do think that people can change, but seeing in this story the way he laughed at this person and then just brushed it off, showing no remorse and just saying, you know, we were just kids, come on. I can see why you turned around and you're looking at him in a different light right now. I think if someone did that in front of me, I'd be looking at them the same way. But someone, and I was curious about this as well, asks OP, did he show any of this behavior before? To which OP says, honestly, no. This is what makes the whole situation so shocking. He's always been sweet and empathetic, and I never saw any signs of this behavior before. In fact, when I opened up to him about my own experiences with being bullied in the past, he was incredibly supportive and comforting. He seemed to understand how much it hurt me, and was always there to offer a shoulder to cry on. That's why I was so taken aback when I discovered this part of his past. I can't wrap my head around the fact that someone who has been so kind and understanding to me could have been so cruel to someone else. It's like I didn't even know him. It just goes to show that people can change over time, but it's also important to hold ourselves accountable for our actions, even if they happened years ago. Then someone asks, is there any way back from this for him? Opie says, I believe that everyone has the capacity to change and grow. And if you were genuinely remorseful, there might be a possibility of working through this. However, the way he laughed in the restaurant and brushed off my concerns makes it really difficult for me to look past what happened. For me to even consider giving him another chance, he would need to demonstrate that he understands his actions and takes steps to make amends. Not just to me, but to the people he hurt in the past. Not enough to simply say, I'm sorry. He needs to show through his actions that he has truly changed and is committed to being a better person. I've been reading a lot recently about this. In the end though, I can't ignore my gut feeling. The image of him laughing at someone who used to torment is still fresh in my mind, and it's hard to reconcile that with the person I thought I knew. I have to trust my instincts and prioritize my own emotional well-being, even if it means letting go. Someone asks if the victim noticed. OP says, I don't think his victim noticed that my ex-boyfriend was laughing at him but I can't be 100% sure. When my ex initially laughed, the guy did look up from his meal, but it's hard to say if he made the connection or just heard the laughter in general. I really hope that he didn't realize what was going on because I can't imagine how much it would hurt to know the person who bullied you in the past is still finding amusement in your pain. It breaks my heart to think about the possibility of him being aware of the situation and feeling humiliated or hurt all over again. I couldn't and still can't get the image of him out of my head. OP adds an update and says, So I just received a phone call from my ex-boyfriend and I wanted to update you all on how that went down. He sounded genuinely apologetic on the phone, telling me that he thought it was just a funny story from his youth and that he didn't realize how it would affect me. He even said he would apologize to the guy he used to bully the next time he saw him, which I thought was a step in the right direction. However, as the conversation went on, he told me that I needed to be less sensitive about this topic because we're all grown-ups now 
comment really bothered me. While I appreciate his willingness to apologize to his former victim, his insistence that I'm being overly sensitive undermines his apology and shows that he still doesn't fully grasp the impact of his past actions. Bullying can have long-lasting effects on people's mental health and self-esteem, and it's not something that can be brushed aside just because we're adults now. The fact that he still thinks I'm being too sensitive about this tells me that he hasn't truly learned from this experience, especially when he knows my past experiences also. Then people must have been telling the OP that he doesn't sound remorseful at all, so contacting his victim probably isn't a good move. OP says, You all make a valid point. After reading your responses and giving it some more thought, I agree that contacting his victim might not be the best move, especially considering that he doesn't seem to be genuinely remorseful. Reaching out to his former victim could potentially open up old wounds and cause more harm than good. It's important for my ex to understand his actions and the lasting impact that bullying can have, but it's not the victim's responsibility. Thank you for offering your perspectives and support during this time. I continue to focus on my own well-being and healing and I hope that my ex will eventually come to understand the significance of his past behavior and make the necessary changes in his life. And one more update from OP which says, Hey everyone, I wanted to give you one more update on the situation with my ex-boyfriend. After much thought and consideration, I decided to have a final conversation with him. I explained that I simply couldn't look at him the same way again after witnessing his behavior at the restaurant. The image of him laughing at his former victim is etched in my mind and I can't shake the feelings of disappointment and hurt that it brings up. I admitted to him that I feel guilty and worry that I might be overreacting, but also emphasized how much the look on his face in that moment affected me. It's something I can't forget. It's changed my perception of him. He seemed to understand where I was coming from, but it was clear that there's still a gap in his understanding of the true impact of his past actions. While it's a painful decision, I know that ending the relationship is the right choice for me. I need to prioritize my own emotional well-being. Thank you all for your support and advice throughout this difficult time. It's reassuring to know that I'm not alone in my feelings and your insights have helped me navigate this. I continue to focus on healing and moving forward. And I hope that my ex will eventually come to terms with his past behavior and grow from this experience. And all the way to the end of this post, I just feel like the ex isn't going to change. You know, he told you you were just kids the first post and in the update tells you you need to be less sensitive about this topic because you're all grown-ups now. Bloody easy thing to say when you're not the one carrying the trauma of being bullied. And when they were talking about him sitting in the restaurant and possibly looked around and may have noticed, may not, that made me incredibly sad. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Story. And people have been asking for a little bit of variety every once in a while. So we're going to move on to the malicious compliance subreddit today with first contribution 236. We've got a little HOA story for us. Uh, <laughs> titled, HOA tried to punish us, told us to stop them if we can. Malicious compliance cost them 16% of the annual HOA income, and the cameras are still installed today. This happened several years ago, and it's a multi-year long story. I'll keep it as succinct as possible. We installed cameras in front of our home that were looking at our vehicles. Part of the camera angles did overlook part of two neighbors' properties, one backyard and one side yard. The cameras were battery operated and had a function where you could gray out areas that you didn't want to film. When the motion occurred in the grayed out areas, the camera would not be activated to film. The neighbor's entire properties and several bushes on our property were grayed out. We did this when installing them. One of the neighbors was a friend and had no issue with this whatsoever. We showed her the camera angle and she said she didn't care whether or not we grayed out that area. We still left it grayed out over battery life concerns. The other neighbor's name was Karen. Not really, but we all know why I chose that name. Karen was on the HOA board, and as you can imagine, we didn't get along with Karen or the HOA board. We told Karen about the camera and showed her the grayed out areas at the same time that we told her our friendly neighbor about it. It was simply a for your information conversation. We are not on friendly terms, not an asking permission conversation. She told us to take the cameras down immediately or we would regret it. About a week after we hung the camera up, we got a notice from our HOA that we were violating the bylaws. The bylaw in question, a nuisance to your neighbor's bylaw. There wasn't a specific bylaw preventing placement of cameras, so this is all they could find to try to punish us. We responded with a letter detailing how we were not violating any bylaws or laws in general, and I asked them to cease and desist. We all know how these stories go though. They did not cease and they did not desist. Their first response, the HOA has the right to enforce these bylaws. Try to stop us if you think you can. These types of responses were, unfortunately, quite common from this board. We entered this battle with one goal in mind, to cost them as much money and time as possible. The HOA hired a lawyer specifically to fight us. To my knowledge, this has not happened to any other residents. In the following four months, we ended up costing the HOA over $4,000 in lawyer's fees fighting this battle. For reference, the entire HOA income was up to $25,000 a year. When it came time for our official HOA hearing over the matter, we had successfully postponed it, thanks to an attorney friend, three separate times. There were over 100 back and forth emails with the HOA attorney and ourselves. Each one of those emails was a 15-minute expense for the HOA, and I was happy to follow up a follow-up question with another follow-up question, if it meant the HOA attorney was going to keep billing them. Did I say follow up enough times. We didn't actually want to take this battle to court, so we ended up removing the cameras the day of the hearing to prevent being fined, even if the fine wouldn't hold up in court. The HOA decided in the hearing that we were guilty, surprise, surprise, of violating the bylaw. They couldn't fine us as the bylaws don't allow a fine until after a hearing has been held and the cameras were already removed. 
In the end, the punishment was a sternly written piece of paper on the attorney's letterhead, delivered via certified mail, that stated we were not allowed to place a camera on our home that had the potential to invade a neighbor's privacy. Keep in mind, the letter specifically stated the camera could not be placed on our home. Oh no. <laughs> we left the cameras off of our home for about four months until the annual HOA meeting. You should have seen the look on the HOA board's faces when I asked them to explain the $4,000 line item for attorney fees that simply stated, title searches, attorney fees. The board actually tried to hide the fact that they spent 4K trying to fight us over a couple of cameras by putting the fees in as title searches. Needless to say, that meeting did not go well for them. About half of them lost their positions on the board. The other half, including Karen, unfortunately remained on the board. About a week after the annual meeting, we installed new cameras, facing the same direction as prior cameras. Only this time, we installed a post in the ground and mounted the cameras to that post. The admonishment we received after the hearing specifically stated that we were not allowed to install cameras on our home. I said nothing about putting them on a post. They did send a letter to try and tell us to remove the cameras, but a sternly worded response indicating that we were prepared to fight them actually worked this time around. I guess they didn't want to spend another 4K fighting us. We didn't receive any follow-up responses and the cameras on the post are still installed to this day, over two years and running strong. <laughs> Malicious compliance plus HOA and neighbor stories. It just gets me fired up. I absolutely love it. And whenever we read these stories, I would just love to be that fly on the wall in those situations, just watching their face once they realized, oh shit, we messed up here. <laughs> but what do you guys make of that one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And we're going to be staying in the malicious compliance subreddit for our next post from Northwest Passage, who says, business class upgrade, if there is room. I used to work at a regional airline. The jet we used for our flight to the big city had six business class seats. The business class service was really good for a two-hour flight. It included a full bar service, a hot meal, warm bread basket, followed by a trolley with dessert and signature coffee. The good old days. One of our regular travelers was a local business owner who was just a slimy businessman, SB. He had a reputation for making a lot of money from some pretty shady deals over the years. We would roll our eyes when we saw him coming to the check-in counter because he would always name drop and ask for special treatment. He always used the business class check-in line, even though he was usually in economy. He didn't have frequent flyer status, but he was buddies with one of the airline executives and always let us know this fact when we checked him in by making sure to tell us that he was good friends with Vice President Karen. He would always ask for free upgrades, extra baggage, not charging a change fee, last-minute discounts, etc., if he didn't get what he wanted, he immediately called VP Karen, who would usually then call us and approve whatever it was he wanted. So one day, SB checks in for his flight to the big city and of course name drops and asks for a free upgrade to business class because I'm friends with VP Karen and she said it would be okay. He was traveling on a discounted ticket that was not eligible for an upgrade, even if he did have an upgrade coupon, which he didn't. I informed him that he was not eligible for any upgrade on this ticket and gave him his boarding pass and sent him on his way. Of course, he flips open his cell phone and immediately calls VP Karen. Within two minutes, the phone at the check-in desk rings and it's VP Karen authorizing me to override the policy to upgrade SB to business class with no upgrade coupon required, if there is room. 
A flight that day wasn't that busy and only one person booked in business class, leaving five open seats. I was really irritated and I begrudgingly put SB on the upgrade list anyways. He returned to the check-in counter and picked up his standby boarding card and gave me that smug, told you so look. But then what VP Karen said clicked with me. If there is room. The next passenger I checked in was a super nice lady. Big smile, friendly, please and thank you. Oh, thank you so much for checking my bags to my connecting flight. That's so nice of you. I was taking my time and we were chatting a bit since it wasn't that busy. She was a teacher going on a trip to see her family and it was her first visit with them in over a year and was going to meet her new little nephew for the first time. She was overjoyed just to have the time off to travel. I typed in a few things into the computer and made it look like I was checking something about her connecting flights and then said, oh, you've been selected today to receive a free upgrade to business class. She was shocked. I've never flown business class in my life. This is so amazing. At that time, we were rarely questioned if we upgraded someone without a certificate. Over the next 20 minutes, I found excuses to upgrade four other passengers. One worked for one of our top corporate accounts. One was legitimately a frequent flyer. Can't remember the other reasons, but by the time I went to board the flight, I had to tell SB that I was sorry, but business class was full and couldn't offer him an upgrade today. The teacher I upgraded profusely thanked me, and when she boarded with the rest of the business class passengers, little did she know that it really made my day also. I know someone that used to work in the, the hotel industry, and they was able to give various upgrades, etc. Usually if the person had like a membership to the hotel, they get priority, etc., and you'd have thought if you're going to a hotel and asking for an upgrade, you'd be polite about it. But no, this one person that they had come in was absolutely awful. You know, just blunt. Can you give me an upgrade? Why not? And sort of demanding to get this upgrade. In the end, they asked to speak to the manager and they said, yeah, if you can just step to one side and well, I can serve the other customers and the manager will come soon. And the next person that come along, they upgraded their room <laughs> in front of him. And apparently his face was a picture but I always get that person to tell me that story because it's always so satisfying. But what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much for being involved and hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.